Oh my God, recording and live. Yay, Friday Night Feels. We Yay. are back. <laughs> Welcome, Leah, to Friday Night Feels. I can't wait to introduce Hello. you. I'm so excited that you're here tonight. Welcome to Friday Night Feels. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So for those of you who are joining us, my name is Patrick Manette, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor as well as a certified life coach. And Friday Night Feels is a show that focuses on a variety of wellness-related issues such as mental health, addiction, health concerns, stress management, relationship struggles, mindfulness, and healing. The focus of the show is to create connection and to be able to talk about issues that affect all of us and how to be the healthiest versions of ourselves that we can be. Each show, I will invite a guest co-host or co-host to join me and talk about their experience in the journey of wellness. My guest co-host tonight is Leah Petrucci, and she is coming to us from Florida, the beautiful state of Florida. So welcome, Leah, to Friday Night Feels. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And now, Leah currently owns and operates two separate businesses. The first one is a virtual holistic therapy practice as a licensed mental health counselor serving in Florida with over nine years of mental health of master's level counseling and over 20 years in the mental health and social work fields. She also facilitates online therapy groups for women recovering from a narcissistic partner. She focuses in a various areas of mental health world, such as depressive bipolar disorders, anxiety, phobia, trauma, PTSD, codependency issues, LGBTQ affirming counseling, um, as well as 12-step work, self-esteem, and divorce breakup recovery from a narcissistic partner. And if that wasn't enough, which is so exciting, <laughs> we could do a whole series of shows. I'm so excited. Um, the other uh, business that she offers is a coaching and knowledge commerce business where she provides holistic wealth and spiritual wellness coaching, <coughs> excuse me, for, for adults who suffer from migraines and or chronic pain and illness, as well as breakup, divorce, recovery coaching, specifically from a narcissistic partner. And she offers amazing digital content in the forms of educational videos, courses, weekly newsletters, and much more, which I'm hoping we're going to get into tonight. So Leah, thank you so much for joining Friday Night Feels and happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. <laughs> How, how's, how's your week going? How's everything going? It's going a lot better, you know, as I shared before, I had some struggles with my health this week and with my businesses, but uh, it's Friday and everything's, everything's good. And uh, we made it through the week. I know. So. You know, it's, it's so funny when I chose to do Friday, it feels on Friday at 8 PM. I didn't realize what that would be like at the end of a week sometimes. So I, right. yes. I like, yeah. you know, it's bi-weekly. Someone had said, well, why don't you do it weekly? I'm like, that's a huge commitment. And I know a lot of people do that. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the podcast world is, is usually talked about every episode is there's just some, so much to it where you want to do a good show and really be able to connect with your guests so that they feel comfortable and you can make sure it's a good fit. But after a crazy week, it's yeah. funny every, every time when I've been tired or irritable or not in a good mood, there's this, as soon as we go live, there's really this magic. As soon as I connect with a guest and I see them and it's real, it's kind of like yeah. all my stuff gets pushed to the side and the magic really just takes over. Yes. Yes. So, so I, I have so many questions. I hope that's okay. But <laughs> oh, where yes, please. <laughs> these businesses are just so interesting and diverse and I love 
um, you know, for people who know me and have been listening to Friday Night Feels that I offer therapy as well as coaching. So I love that you're branching out and that you offer those services. They, are, they sound so unique and different, but also much needed. Yes. So where yeah. would you like to jump in tonight? I'm like ready to go. I got my water. I got the, <laughs> the dog sleeping. I'm ready to go. Well, I guess we'll start with the therapy business first, because that's okay. where I, what I started first. Um, and we'll go from there. So just to give you a little background of um, my journey as a therapist, um, I started private practice um, about a year ago. And um, uh, sorry, okay. I, got, I, took camera. I got it. Okay. I got, I started private practice about a year ago. Um, I worked for several group practices, you know, for a while. And I, before I got my master's degree, I did a lot of bachelor's work in case management. And um, I just, just felt like I needed a little bit more. And I felt like I, I had so many ideas and things that I wanted to do to branch out, um, you know, in, in my own business. Um, so um, started private practice a year ago and had no idea that, uh, being a, a, a single business owner would, um, open up to a second business. That wasn't even a thought in my mind, but I started to just realize that there was a lot of value, um, in coaching and I'll get to that in a minute, but, um, for my therapy business, it is hundred percent virtual, um, you know, when COVID happened, uh, because I also have some health issues that I needed to protect. It was somewhat convenient for me to work from home and um, just kind of took advantage of working from home and decided to, you know, continue my practice. And um, so I work from home. I don't have, I don't have an office. I have a virtual office, but I also do home visits if it's an appropriate situation. Um, and the areas of specialization, you know, that I mentioned, um, that you mentioned, and I'll just, you know, kind of briefly touch on them. Um, the main area of specialization that I do in my therapy practice is uh, recovery, breakup and divorce recovery from a narcissistic partner or toxic partner. If for people who don't really know what that means, um, it's just, you know, someone who can be very verbally uh, abusive, manipulative, controlling, possessive. Um, and it's just all about them. They're, they really have little empathy and it's, it's, it's um, not an equal give and take relationship. And, um, and so I help mainly women. I do also help men. I have some clients who are men who have gotten out of a narcissistic relationship with a female. Um, so that's my main area of specialization. And I also have a weekly group that I facilitate online. Um, it's a very small group right now. So definitely there's room for more ladies. Um, and uh, so let's see what else. Codependency uh, goes along with that as well, because that really um, goes hand in hand with being with a narcissistic partner is typically, you know, the, the, partner is just very codependent. And what that means is just they put other people before themselves and they don't take very good care of themselves. And it's all about the other person. And so that's another um, big area of specialization for me is helping people, men and women, recover from their codependency and just helping them learn how to um, love themselves and to raise their self-esteem, their self-confidence, um, 
uh, also uh, uh, treat anxiety, a lot of anxiety, you know, I mean, who doesn't have anxiety these days or, you know, <laughs> since COVID, who doesn't have anxiety, you know? It blossoms like the pollen, good grief. I know, it's yeah, so much, it's, so much yeah. going on. Yeah, so that goes also hand in hand, depression or depressive disorders. Um, I also treat um, bipolar disorder. Um, and all different kinds of anxiety disorders, OCD, generalized anxiety disorder, social phobia, um, and then, you know, trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and um, mainly the types of trauma that I work with are what's known as betrayal and attachment trauma. I know you know mm -hmm. what that is, but mm -hmm. maybe our viewers don't know what yeah, that means. Yeah, please explain it. I would love that. Yeah. So that just, you know, going back to the being in a relationship with a narcissistic partner, you know, that's a lot of trauma. That's chronic trauma. It's like um, constantly being in fight or flight, like worrying about what the partner's going to say or think or do. And, and that's trauma. It's, it's like being in an emotional war zone. You know, a lot of people think that PTSD and trauma is just for veterans you right, know, or just right. for people who went to war. And, and that's, you know, so far from the truth. You know, everybody has been through some kind of trauma, whether it's emotional or, you know, verbal, psychological, physical, sexual, everyone's experienced some kind of trauma. And the type of trauma that I work with the most is betrayal and attachment trauma. Mm -hmm. So just you've been hurt, you've, you know, you've mm -hmm. gone through a breakup, you've been through some kind of uh, abusive relationship or just where you felt mistreated, you didn't feel heard. Um, so that's the main type of trauma that I deal with. Um, also substance abuse, um, but I help people that are looking for long-term help with long-term sobriety. So mm -hmm. people who have already done like the difficult work in the beginning, they've already quit. They've already gone through detox or inpatient or outpatient, intensive mm -hmm. outpatient. They've already done all that. Mm -hmm. And they've got at least six months clean or sober uh, then I come in and help them, you know, in the long term. Um, so I'll do, you know, help with that. And um, I also offer an optional, and this is an optional service, but I'm a, a Christian counselor. The last um, organization, I well, actually, I've worked for several organizations that are nonprofit, um, Christian faith-based. And um, so that's an optional thing that I can offer for people who want that. And I definitely mm -hmm. don't push that on anyone, you know, um, if they don't want a, a spiritual element in their therapy, then absolutely we don't have to include that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I also see people of all different religions or spiritual affiliations and that's, you know, that's all right as well. And I just, you know, meet them where they're at with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel that spirituality is very important, you know, in the holistic mindset, um, you know, with the mind, the body, and the spirit. And so whatever that person's spiritual beliefs are important to them, we can include it. And if it's not important, we don't. Um, let's see, let's see what else. Oh, health coaching. I'm looking at my notes here, health coaching. So uh, I do incorporate that into my therapy practice as okay. well. So I do some coaching also in my therapy practice. And um, so what that looks like is I help them just change their habits as far as health goes. Um, I mainly uh, help people with chronic pain, migraines, um, chronic illness, or just people who want to be healthier, like people who want to clean up their nutrition, people who want to exercise more, you know, 
and just need accountability for that. Mm -hmm. People who want to learn how to get rid of the toxins that they're putting in their body and, and, um, get better sleep. You know, I, I, I'm not a certified health coach, you know, by any means. So I couldn't, you know, advise on, you know, medications and things like that, but I more help with behavioral changes, mm -hmm. helping them just create better habits. Cause those are, those can be hard. Right. And also it sounds like, you know, for me, when I'm working on something, the accountability, you know, I think that's a word we use a lot, but it's also someone who's supportive. And I feel like when you're looking at accountability, there's that supportive piece of, Hey, I'm not alone in this. Like I just have someone who's got my hand or my shoulder and saying, Hey, you can do this. And when you're here, right. I'll give you a little push or, a, you know, encouragement. Yeah. There's so many beautiful components that uh, are incorporated in that. So it sounds like a, an amazing yeah. practice that you offer for people. Yes. Yeah. Lots of it's, services. Yeah. It's, it's doing pretty well. Of course, you know, I definitely have room for, to help more people, but uh, wonderful. So I kind of want to um, go into the narcissistic stuff because I find that so yeah. fascinating and I think yeah. it's coming up. I don't know what you find when I entered the counseling fields, <clears throat> we didn't really talk that much about it. No. And now I, no. I don't know about you. Now I feel like, I feel like people use it a little too much. You know, how like, there's always like that diagnosis, like, oh, well, I'm bipolar or I'm this, or I'm this. It's like, oh, well, he or she's a narcissist. It's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> let's not yeah. diagnose people. But I think, <laughs> yeah. but I think narcissism is such a powerful um, issue that people really do struggle with. And as you said, they don't even know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I know from my own experience, I, um, I always joke that, you know, I grew up thinking a narcissist was sort of that really attractive debonair man that wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. manipulate the woman so he could steal all her money, you know, like and that might <laughs> yes. be, but, right, right. <laughs> but I remember, yes. cause I just always thought it had to be a man, had to yep. be a man against a woman. Um, right. a lot of lifetime movies growing up, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah. um, I remember reading this book <laughs> about healing from narcissistic abuse. And it was so profound um, because it gave examples of every gender, every background of yeah. people who could be abusive with a narcissistic, um, that I don't want to say energy, but a narcissistic abuse. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in my chair in my office and my jaw dropped because all of these relationships, romantic, former romantic, former platonic, and former professional, all of a sudden it opened up like popcorn of thinking. And I thought, oh my God, that's what was going on. I, mm -hmm. I wasn't crazy. This is because of yes. the manipulation and the, uh, the gaslighting and the love bombing and all of that are um, are so powerful and learning about it really changes the way you see yourself and your relationships and how prevalent this is. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it, it was hardly mentioned in my graduate program. It, it got maybe an honorable mention in our diagnostic yes. evaluation course. Right. Right. So I, I didn't really know what it was in, until this is actually kind of an interesting story that I, that I share with some of my clients and I, you know, I'd love to share uh, here. So I was an intern, still very green, you know, um, hadn't, I was still in school, I think. And I was working with a client who I knew enough about narcissism to identify that it was, ex it was extreme controlling behavior. I knew enough about it that to, to identify that it was narcissistic behavior, mm -hmm. but 
I didn't know enough about it to recognize that it was happening in my own relationship at the same time. Mm. And it was through working with this client that I started to go, okay, there are some eerie similarities going on here that I'm dealing with in my own relationship. And at the time I lived with um, my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, and it was just, um, I started to realize, you know, what was really going on. And, and, you know, I, I knew there was something wrong. I couldn't pinpoint what it was. And then it slowly started to come to the realization that I was in an unhealthy relationship. And, um, you know, we tried to go to couples therapy. And when he tried to gaslight me in front of the therapist, I was like, ah, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And, um, I moved out, uh, pretty quickly after that. And he had a new partner in three days, you know? And, uh, so I was, I was like, okay, I really need to understand more about this. And, um, you know, and, and sadly, and I will share this as well. It was what, nine months later, I, um, started getting into another relationship that I thought was completely safe. I met, I met this guy at, at my church we were on the worship team together. We sang together on the worship team. And, you know, I never suspected narcissism because, you know, everyone loved him. And of course, that's also a common thread of narcissism is everybody thinks they're so great and charming. Mm -hmm. And um, I just didn't see the signs because it was a very different presentation mm -hmm. than my former partner. And that's when I started to understand and study more about narcissism, that there are different types not, not one size fits all, like what you described earlier with kind of that classic, you know, presentation of what you think is a narcissist. Mm -hmm. They can be very covert and um, in, in this case, very covert and use, you know, his Christianity, I think, to just manipulate people. And, um, and that's when I was, I, I was like, okay, something I'm missing something. I, I need to really understand what I'm missing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I have a pattern here. And um, I took time off from work. I took six months off from being from my internship, postponed my internship, because I thought, you know, I need to get myself, I, I need to heal myself first before I can help other people. So I took six months off from my internship uh -huh. and got the help that I needed, studied about narcissism, all everything I could get my hands on, you know, podcasts, webinars, books, um, you know, YouTube, uh, you know, all everything you can think of virtual summits. So I could understand about narcissism. And it became a subject that I became fascinated with, and realized how much of a need there was, because I also started recognizing it in almost every client I was helping. Mm -hmm. I saw a common thread that they had a narcissistic, either a partner or a former partner or a family member or a boss or sibling or whatever have you. Almost every client I've ever worked with has come across a narcissistic partner. In fact, I wonder if almost everyone has, you know, and um, I started to realize the need for help, you know, for um, recovery from just such devastation, you know, just feeling like, you thought you knew your partner and they really were not at all like you thought they were in the beginning. And, um, you know, and then, then comes either what's called the discard, 
when they're kind of done and have no long, no more use for you and you, you dumped and you literally feel like you were dumped like yesterday's trash right. and then they've moved on like the next day and it's, it's devastating, right. you know, and I've helped many women and also men, uh, you know, recover from, um, from this just devastating uh, traumatic experience. And um, it's only just helped me grow as a therapist. Right. And as a person. And, and also, I think yeah. it's important. This is just my approach. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Is when, we, when I'm working with someone and we're talking about narcissism, uh, I, I think it's very easy to vilify narcissism. I think it's like yeah. they're, they're evil, they're this. But it, to me, I look at it as, as any other issue you know, whether it's addiction or whether it's like, okay, so usually if there's narcissism, there's, there's trauma, there are wounds yeah. there. Yes. And, and I think sometimes people struggle with that because they think I'm trying to, to nullify the damage they've done. Just like if, it, if we're talking about an abuser, uh, you know, physical abuse and any of that, it's, 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 you kind of have to separate a little, I find for the healing of, okay, there's what they've done to me. And, and, and what's happened in our relationship, but also to keep some of my goodness and my soul intact, I have to realize this is a really an, in a wounded individual. And this yeah. isn't about me. I, no matter what I did, just like when we're talking about someone out of an abusive relationship, no one deserves this. Right. But I think it just kind of helps us like, okay, this happened to me let's figure out why or what it means and as you're saying and, and and I think most of us on the field can see that narcissism can be you know parental or you know the primary caregivers can be siblings yeah. and the one of the conversations I've had more and more over the years and I've also seen an explosion of books being written about this <laughs> is adult yep. children of narcissists uh-huh. Yep. Where it's much more like the, not to blame parents, I'm not blaming it, right. but I've just yeah. seen more literature come out of like, oh, my parents are, you know, we're narcissists or I always say that it's sort of like a spectrum. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, absolutely. Just like anything else. And I, and I think, yes. um, have you experienced that at all where you're seeing, you know, yes. uh, you know, in the family and that that's really difficult to deal mm -hmm. with. It's really painful. Mm -hmm. What are your experiences with that? Yes. Um, I, I help a lot of clients who are dealing with either past or current um, family members who may be narcissistic or, uh, you know, other things like just addiction, um, you know, or just uh, unhealthy somehow or really codependent, um, really, you know, super anxious to the point where they harm other people because of that anxiety and, and yeah, I also have noticed that it occurs on a spectrum because I will hear, you know, about someone's partner or former partner that's kind of more mild or, or what's known as low grade narcissism. Um, and then some, someone who may be more extreme, uh, what's known as malignant narcissism, more like really severely abusive, maybe even physically abusive, you know, because not all narcissistic people are physically abusive. Right. Typically you see more emotional, verbal, psychological mm -hmm. abuse, manipulation, um, and that is abuse. And not everyone sees it that way. They hear the word abuse and they think physical right. and they don't count that, you know, as abuse, but it absolutely is, you know, devastating trauma. Um, but yes, I, I've noticed too, that it occurs on a, a spectrum. 
And it, it, it's interesting. So how do you, in your experience, how do you start helping people explore that? And because it's, it's, it's so heavy and no one wants to be a narcissist and no one wants to have narcissistic traits. So it's sort of like, well, then how do we name the elephant in the room in order to get better? Yes. <laughs> like, what is your approach of helping people understanding uh, whether they have narcissistic traits or they're in a narcissistic <laughs> relationship? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, Up until very recently, I never really had a narcissistic person that was willing to admit that they had these behaviors and were harming other people and wanted to change because you know how rare that is. Like what, 5% of the population actually received the diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder because they have the narcissistic traits, but only a small percentage actually come to therapy and admit I'm doing these things. I'm hurting people and I want to change, you know, in my experience up until very recently, I have a client now that's willing to get the help. I only came across narcissism in like couples therapy or family therapy, Mm -hmm. and they weren't willing to admit that it was all the wife's fault or the child's fault. You know, they weren't willing to take accountability down the street, (laughs) neighbors down the street, the mailman, you know, they, they, they weren't willing to take the accountability. Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I started to wonder if it was really possible for narcissistic people to change, um, you know, uh, until I recently had acquired a client and um, he's, he's showing up, he's doing the work and, and just the, some of the things we're doing are actually some of the same things that I do with people who experienced the narcissistic treatment. And that is, you know, looking back at their trauma, looking at their anxiety, looking at their um, past wounds from childhood, you know, and, and their codependency and uh, even some inner child work, you know, that wounded inner child. And some of the work is very similar to what I do with um, people who received the narcissistic abuse. Right. Right. It's interesting. Excuse me. And I think sometimes what I find is just having the conversation about what it is normalizes it and and um, makes it less scary. I think that's what I see a lot is that there's so much fear um, of, well, I don't want to be this thing. And I remember someone I knew in my personal life, um, we were having a lot of discussions about his um, his family had a lot of. different levels of narcissism and you know I think it it was hard because it was merged with selfishness but also well I'm a good person because I do this so it was very a lot of confusion um you know so I do all these good things but then in the family as you were saying like with your partner is behind the door is the triangulation the love bombing the the um the lack of genuineness, no conflict resolution. And and just to mention some of the things. And so this person, you know, really active in therapy and and working on this stuff. And I remember um, he was telling me the story where he was home alone once and, you know, you're just talking to himself. And then all of a sudden, this family member just came right out of his mouth. (laughs) It was just like, holy shit, where did I learn? (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, okay, so I absorbed more stuff than I 
realized, you know, right. yeah. um, so it was a really powerful conversation. And I, I think when we're in the field, we're constantly being triggered of um, not just triggered in a bad way, but also to see where our wounds are and where we need to do some work. And um, it catches you off guard of like, oh God, I'm that thing I never thought I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it it's, um, it's so important, I think, for us as therapists to receive our own help through this process, because yeah, we do get triggered. We, we do have, you know, um, counter-transference issues uh, that come up and we need to address them. And, um, I wholeheartedly believe in, you know, that it's probably in therapists' best interests to have their own therapy. I have my own therapist that I've seen for probably seven years, you know, mm-hmm. every week <laughs> without yeah. fail. And I'm ready to talk, you know, and she's, I'm just so comfortable with her. She's been through a lot with me and, and, um, that's so important for me to have a place to, um, to just process things in my own life, but also just how things are going in my business and, and, you know, with clients. And of course I don't, you know, I use identifying information and they're bound by confidentiality as well. So, um, yeah, that's so important. And I think it's, an, it's, I'm so glad you bring that up. And in a, a lot of my shows, I've talked about uh, my, um, my own experience about finding how important it is to be in this field and to have whoever you need of your support so we can be healthy. And also in my experience, like I, I loved my graduate program. Um, it was, it was a, an amazing experience, but um, they, they did promote us getting therapy. But, but then you enter the field and it was like, that just went away. Yeah. And, um, I, I was in a place where I, I was surrounded with, with much more experienced advanced clinicians. And although it was unspoken, the idea, the feeling was, you know, you, why would I go get therapy when I am a therapist and I know all the answers, I know what they're going to say. Right. Right. And when I left that job, it, there was a couple transitions in my life. I, I went to a couple different jobs and I landed in one where everybody on the staff was in or had been in therapy. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like the Wizard of Oz when it goes from black and white to Technicolor. It was just like, <laughs> where have you been? Like, come out, come out. Like, and <laughs> like this part of me just felt it it was just really difficult because you, you know, you, you just, you're affected by your environment. Mm -hmm. You are. And I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying the different experiences. Mm -hmm. And I just remember how much my colleagues loved their therapist and loved being in therapy because it was so supportive and helped them be Mm -hmm. healthier people and healthier clinicians. Mm -hmm. And then, so like I jumped into therapy and was able to, you know, worked on and I've worked with different clinicians and then kind of, you know, bridging into your other business as well, which I, you know, have Mm -hmm. uh, my own coaching is discovering how helpful coaching is. Yes. And I, I love it. (laughs) And and I don't know about your experiences, but I think in grad school, we were like, well, coaching is like a pseudoscience and blah, 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 blah. And once again, a stereotype I had, it was like, I was thinking it was like, um, you know, in the movies, like, oh, I'll tell you your Mm -hmm. astrology sign. I'll get you your coffee and tell you what you're (laughs) wearing. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Very stereotypical, yeah. Pat. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a while, I, I, I don't know what the correct emotion was. I don't know, maybe a little bit of envy because I, I saw that coaches didn't have to go through all the schooling that we had to go through, are not regulated by law, and they still made about the same amount of money, if not more than we made. And I'm like, okay, what is this? That's not fair. But then once I started to look into it and know more coaches and then see its value, and I started to realize that my personality and my style of therapy is very much coaching. It's very much, okay, what do we need to do next? What's the next action step? What are the goals? Let's move you forward. That's very much my, you know, style, even though I use a lot of different modalities, you know, in my therapy business, that's mainly the model is holistically mind, body, spirit. Let's move forward. What do we need to do to move you out of this? You know, and, and also just the limitations of only serving clients in the state of Florida because of regulatory state regulatory laws limited me to be able to share, you know, my services and my message. Uh, you know, because I believe I have a, a very strong message and a strong testimony that will help other people. And it's just something I feel like I'm being called to do is expand um, to serve anybody, doesn't matter where you live, you know. And with virtual, you know, services, we can do that now. So, um, so I've expanded, I opened up my second LLC, um, just what, uh, maybe two months ago for coaching. And I've got a lot of projects, you know, uh, I'm working on and, um, I'm excited about it. And, uh, definitely, would you like to hear some, some more about my projects oh I've my got. God, I would you know, love going. to. This is delicious. I love it. <laughs> okay. It's just so, okay. it's a, well, it's, you know, what I, I also love about this is it inspires me to hear your story. And I think when other people can hear it, and I, I just wanted to say one other thing too, about mm -hmm. grad school, and I'm sure you yeah. can relate to this, is there was nothing about being an entrepreneur. No, or, it was, or marketing or any, nothing. Or, or that to believe, or the, you know, to believe in yourself that you can be a business person and you can be successful, yeah. but right. we could, you'll have to come back and we'll have to have another discussion. I'm sorry. It's in the absolutely. stars. I hope that's okay. Oh yeah. It's decided. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yes, absolutely. I would love to come back and talk Thanks. more about that. Yes. So yes, the second business of working with chronic pain and, and migraines and migraines. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's because of my own personal journey with migraines and chronic pain, you know, I mean, um, that's really what, uh, fueled this goal. And, um, uh, I've dealt with chronic pain, um, since I was, uh, a teenager, what, what started that journey, um, and, and my trauma story was, uh, that I had cancer as a teenager. I had oh, wow. an aggressive form of lymphatic cancer called non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was only 15 years old. I was a sophomore in high school. I just started my, my sophomore year. And um, that, that was a very traumatic experience for myself and my family. And because of that, you know, I'm in remission, of course, and it's been 20, I think 28 years now wow. that I've been in remission, but I, I still have a lot of long-term complications because of that. I mean, think about it, of all the heavy duty chemotherapy that was dumped into a teenager, a teenager's body that's still developing, their brain's still developing. And so as a result of that, I believe, um, I, I have neurological issues and pain. I also uh, was diagnosed with fibromyalgia a few years ago, 
Um, although I think I had been dealing with it for many years and it took them many years to figure it out. Doctors were like, we don't know what it is, you know, here's a referral to pain management, you know, mm. and, and um, that's when I discovered functional medicine. And I'm very passionate about holistic functional medicine because they get to the root cause and not just cover it up with a medication. So yeah. And I'm, so I'm very passionate about helping people with that too, you know, helping them see the world of the world of functional medicine and how that can help them and um, helping people just um, reduce their migraines is it it wasn't that long ago that I was having daily migraines and I came very close to um, just filing for disability because I was calling out sick all the time I couldn't keep up with my work uh, you know it and it was just so stressful for me and I thought you know, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can be a therapist and, and deal with these migraines and this chronic pain. Mm -hmm. But I, I I just knew that that wasn't in the plans for me. I hadn't, mm -hmm. you know, did all that hard work just to, you know, throw in the towel. I'm like, no. And I didn't want to put my family through that while I waited a year to file for disability and the financial burden. And so I kind of, I, I doubled down. Instead of giving up, I doubled down on what do I need to do to get better? tried all kinds of different things. Um, some worked, some didn't. And, you know, of course I'm still working on my health journey and I probably will be. And, you know, till the day I die, I mean, I think we all need to work on our health and, um, but I'm, I'm just, uh, gosh, 50 or more percent better than I was, wow, you know, just amazing. even a year ago, a few years ago, but even a year ago, I only get, I, I went from daily migraines um, the longest kind of migraine stint or episode was two months, two months daily migraines. And, um, and now I get maybe a few attacks a month. And so, I mean, that's huge, right. that's huge right. for a chronic migraine sufferer. And it wasn't just one thing that I did. And it, I can't say it was this medication, you know, because yes, medications can help, but it was, I, I had to change my lifestyle. I had to change what I was eating, what I, I, what I was sleeping. You know, I had to change my sleep schedule. I had to get more movement. I had to, you know, meditate more and reduce my stress. So many different things. I had to reduce my toxins, all the toxins that I was putting unknowingly putting on my skin or in on, you know, makeup products and things like that, all these mm -hmm. toxic things that were contributing and it was just through a lot of research and a lot, just a lot of determination. Um, and I, of course, that's still a big passion of mine. And I thought, you know what? I really want to help other people find this relief, you know, because I came very close to, you know, not working. Well, shutting down. Shutting down in, in every kind of way. I was depressed, you know, it, I lost the will to, to live, you know, wow. for that time, you know, and um I, I just didn't want to give in that way. I, I knew that I was meant for more, that I went through right. all of what I've gone through for a reason. And um, I just, I wanted to share that with others. All right. That's amazing and, and really inspiring. It, it's funny. I, I hear that um, phrase, um, you know, God doesn't give us more than we can handle. Right. And then I heard this yeah. joke. <laughs> I heard this joke just to alleviate. I feel like God has a good sense of humor. Yes. Um, and he said, God doesn't give me more than what I can handle. I just wish you wouldn't trust me so much. <laughs> I've, I've heard that too. I've heard that too. And, well, and 
uh, and it's interesting um, because what what the Bible and I hear that too. What and the Bible sort of says that. What it actually says, uh, if if I'm quoting it correctly, and it's it's Corinthians 10, 1 Corinthians 10, I believe, talks about um, you will not God will not allow you to be tempted more than you can bear because he's provided a way out. He's provided a solution. So it's kind of similar to that. It's not quite, you know, it's kind of paraphrasing, but, you know, um, this world is more than we can handle, you know. <laughs> well, there are times where where I get up and, it, you know, it's just been stressful. You know, it's like that Thursday where it's not Friday yet. <laughs> just yeah. be like, can I just have one day, <laughs> please God, without any, and then I just hear laughing in my head. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I just, it was like, all right, I have to regroup um and figure out how I can change and, and manage this better and you know it's really interesting what you were saying is um you know with with the toxins and the chemicals of things that we ingest that we don't even we don't even think about anymore and um what were some if you don't mind me saying if you don't mind sharing some chemicals that you you've eliminated or some products that you've changed yeah. Well, I mean, I, first of all, I quit smoking cigarettes. I was a okay. 20 year smoker wow. and I literally thought I would never give up smoking. I, I, I enjoyed it and it was a stress reliever and I thought I would never give it up. Um, but I changed my tune on that and I'm so glad because I'm so much healthier. I'm have so much more energy. So that was the main one. Um, uh, gluten, sugar, Sugar is so huge and so many people are addicted to sugar and it's just caused so many problems. It, it even causes, you know, exacerbates mood disorders, mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, um, all kinds of health problems. Re refined sugar is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I allow myself to have stevia and monk fruit because they don't have that effect on blood sugar and they come from plants and they're natural. And I get my, get my sweet tooth fix, right. you know, um, cause I was a, a really horrible sugar addict. Um, but I got rid of gluten cause that was just, you know, messing with my gut and just all kinds of other issues. I also got rid of dairy. Um, you know, dairy is very highly inflammatory and, um, it's suggested and, and I've learned a lot about nutrition. I have okay. a nutritionist that helps me. I have kind of a team of people, right. team of different specialists that have helped me get to where I am. And I've learned a lot about nutrition and, and dairy, um, is, is a healthier choice to get it raw organic, um, you know, because of the, the hormones and the antibiotics that they inject into the cow and then we eat it and we get mm -hmm. all the crap that they've, they've ingested. Um, so let's see, you know, alcohol, um, I never was really a big drinker, uh, mm -hmm. cause I just couldn't, I, it, it always just made me just dizzy and loopy, but that's not, it's, it's something that probably wouldn't agree with me. Um, and just chemical products, like things like my, you know, my makeup. Uh, I really like this makeup um, with essential oils okay. um, and things like um, your toothpaste, your deodorant, your body wash, your cleaning products. People don't really think of these things, but they're loaded with toxins and chemicals and you know, I could go off on a whole soapbox. Well, about no. this. <laughs> well, I think it's important though, because when we talk about mental health, when we talk about spiritual healing, when we talk about, you know, physical health, I, I think 
breaking through our own rigidity of how we define that is really important. And I think, you know, I think when COVID happened, being able to say it's like so I mean the everything all the cleaning stuff was you know there's such a scarcity it's like so what do I do how do I clean and stay safe and healthy if I don't have the wipes if I don't have that so starting to learn you know more about that but also um, I've had a lot of conversations with people you know being a man I don't use makeup but I know that it's um, one thing that I learned a a long time ago was uh, when I was younger I would use cologne Mm-hmm. And I never thought, I just thought, oh, right. well, you smells good. But I never connected. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm spraying into my body. And then mm-hmm. I think your body sort of takes over. And I developed an allergy to cologne, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. Well, other people around me can wear it. But if I put it on my skin, I have an asthma attack mm-hmm. of yeah. any type of cologne. It's just like, okay, yes. so we're just going to listen to this yeah. right. <laughs> and, to and body. move on. Yeah. So I think that's amazing yeah. that you're sharing that. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, um, unknowingly unexpectedly become, a, a, an area of specialization, a passion of mine. Um, I really love natural things, you know, different herbs, um, essential oils. I've got my diffuser going, you know, I just bought a, a new shipment of doTERRA, which I absolutely love. And, and can be cleaning products and, and not be as toxic and can still get the job done, right. you know? And so that's become an area of passion for me too, is natural, more natural products, plant-based nature, that's nature's amazing. medicine. I love yeah. that. That's so cool. And <laughs> the one thing I wanted to share is when you were talking about it, different healers, <laughs> excuse me, one of the um, experiences that I had that was life-changing was getting involved with acupuncture. Yes. Yes. And I had a family member who um, has a background in science, but is is also um, sometimes rigid in, in what they'll do or try new things. But they went to acupuncture and it resolved some health issues that traditional medicine couldn't. And mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, this is cool. And I wasn't adverse to it, but it was just like that was kind of like the selling point. And one thing that I, the two things that were amazing for me was, especially in our field, when we talk about mental health and self-care and taking time for yourself is it was an hour and a half for myself. Mm-hmm. And it was yes. an hour and a half where someone else that I trusted and was safe was not mm-hmm. only giving me education of how to be healthy, but was mm-hmm. taking care of me. Right. Yeah. Of yeah, even absolutely. just sitting on the table. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> yes. yes. So, you know, I, I go to an acupuncturist as well every other week. I wish I could go more, but just trying to budget because I have other self-care things I do. I do chiropractic, I do massage, mm-hmm. I do a- acupuncture and what's called fascial release, which is Ooh. gently kind of release. It's a gentle touch and it's gently releasing the fascia, which can get tightened, which is our connective tissue okay. and can get strained and um, cause pain. And so my acupuncturist does both. It's a double whammy. And then I get in the infrared sauna afterwards, which is detoxing of inflammation. And that's my time. I'm there for like an hour and a half, like you said. And, and when I drive up, there's a sign when you park that says, this is me time or the best place on earth or something like that. This is my happy place. And it is, I'm like, okay, I'm here. And sometimes I get so Zen and then I drive home in five o'clock traffic 
you know, I'm like, oh man, there, there went my Zen. But of course I, I try not to allow that to affect my mood, yeah. but, um, you know, but yeah, it's, um, I wholeheartedly believe in, um, things like that. And I'm also looking into and experiencing different, um, alternative methods of, of treatment and things like energy work and some things I'm still on the fence about, but I'm, I'm willing to understand and look into it. If I can understand the science behind something, um, or, or even if I don't understand the science behind something, but I hear people give their testimonials of how much it mm -hmm. helped them. I'm interested, you know, mm -hmm. I want to learn more about it. And there's so many things I'm looking into as far as alternative therapies. Right. And I think that ties in perfectly with everything that we're talking about tonight. Of it isn't, it isn't a quick fix. Nothing's a quick fix because usually the issue wasn't just overnight. It's usually, you know, yeah. one of the things that, and I've talked about this before on Friday Night Feels, is my own wellness journey um, really hit a wall when the shutdown happened two years ago. And I just remember, you know, you were, I just felt so lost and discombobulated and confused. And, you know, we were just, I was just like eating more crap. I, I did like, I think I was just so anxious. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, right. And I remember just sitting there one day on the couch uh, uh, and thought, I, I talk about wellness every day, but I'm not taking care of myself right now. And it really mm -hmm. started really, yeah. I mean, I'm still in it because it's a difficult journey. Yes. But as you know, you shared with yours, your own difficulties, but it's also that, uh, that revelation of, wait a minute, I I'm worthy of this. I deserve this. This is what I tell everyone that comes into my office virtually yeah. or not, that everybody is, deserves wealth, wellness and health mm -hmm. and, and all of that. It's, it's interesting yeah. how many blockages we see to that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh Yeah. I, I get a lot. The client doesn't want to spend the money on themselves because insurance won't pay for it. And they've got this mindset that insurance has to pay for it because they, you know, and I get it. They pay a lot for insurance and they want to use it, but there are some things that are, you know, worthwhile that may, may get better results from that you have to pay out of pocket and you're worth that your health and wellness is worth that. And I try to encourage my clients to change their mindset First of all, that the only good types of therapy is covered by insurance, which is not true. I've had things covered by therapy that didn't work and that mm -hmm. weren't healthy options and things that I paid out of pocket for that were, you know, better. And, and so, you know, it's an investment, it's an investment in your health. Right. I spend most of my, you know, money on my health and wellness and my nutrition, and I feel good about it because it makes me feel good. And it also allows me to have my businesses. If I didn't mm -hmm. have my health, I couldn't run yeah, my right. businesses, right. you know, and I couldn't help other people, which I feel is my mission. And so that's, it's a worthy investment to right. me. So if, if people were interested in, in the coaching, what would that look like for them, especially with the chronic illness? Like, I, I mean, I just yeah. would love to yeah. know more about that. So, um, so I, I, I offer one-on-one -on -one, first of all, and I also, uh, would like to eventually, I don't have a, a group coaching going yet because I'm, I'm just starting out with the coaching and trying to expand it. But at some point, um, I would like to offer what's called a membership. I'm sure you know what, what that mm -hmm. entails, but you know, where every month I just pour into them and I nurture them with coaching, either group calls or one-on-one -on -one with digital content where, where I, you know, make educational videos and I teach them how to make better choices 
and and accountability you know how are you doing is there some reason that you weren't you didn't feel you were able to take this step was it mm. because of fear or let's let's take a look at that you know let's let's look at is it your mindset do we need to work on your changing your mindset um so it's really helping people just make better choices and form better habits and that can be done on a one-on-one -on -one basis or and or group coaching uh, through a monthly membership you know where i just pour into them every month and help them through this journey because like you said it's not going to happen overnight so right. what an amazing resource is this is so, i'm so excited for the people that are going to come to you there it sounds like they're just going to get so so much like you just seem you know um so committed to helping them it's really beautiful to hear what you're yeah. doing and, and I'm excited. And, and another part of offering the, the membership is for because I'm starting out, you know, and um, the first, I guess, batch of people who are interested are going to be what's called my founding members. And so they will have a lot of um, uh, feedback. Uh, they'll have a big part in helping me kind of expand the program and, you know, a, a lot of um, their opinions. How is this working for you? And what do you need? And, and can I make a video about something that you, you need to know about, you know, and they'll, they'll really have um, uh, a co-working role in the membership, you know, in the beginning as I'm getting it launched. And I, I think that's exciting because um, to feel like you are, you're able to be a part of something and to help shape something. And I do this with my, my group of women, my therapy group of women and my narcissistic abuse recovery group. I'm asking them all the time, what do you guys need? What do you want to cover? You know, and, and um, what do you want to, you want to watch this video or what do you need to hear about, you mm -hmm. know, and what, what would help you? So I really do that anyway, but it, it'll be just very much so they'll, they'll get to be a part of it. They'll get to be a big part of shaping the membership. That's exciting. Yeah, you'll have to come back and let us know how it's exploding. Because I just have a I vision. I think it's just gonna, you know, you put it out that that saying, right? You build it and they will come. Because I, right. I think the discussion the, that you're you're having and the topics it just helps people ignite hope into themselves and to be able yes. to heal and and find their own voice. And that's what I love. You know, it's I love therapy. Um, it's you know my main business obviously but I love coaching it's yeah. it's such a different energy and people are always yeah. always ask like how is it different it's like you really mm -hmm. just need to experience it like you know mm -hmm. I offer like different you know packages and different things like that but it, mm -hmm. it is a different approach it's not going into the yeah. deep wounds that we do with therapy right. it's it's really right. present focused and yes. saying what are your goals and how can I help you get there mm -hmm. and it's fun yeah. it's it's just so right. different it is. It is. And I'm really just enjoying it so much more than I thought I would. I had a totally different attitude about coaching yeah. maybe a year yes. ago. And then I just realized like, wait a minute, this is kind of what I already like to do. So yes. it just kind of makes sense to go yes. here. I remember I was doing, when I was looking for a coach program, coach training program, I tried, you know, they offer a lot of different um, classes and I mm -hmm. went to one and it didn't feel like a fit for me and then the program that I went into the I, th this is the only way I explain it. it's like it felt like home when I was mm -hmm. listening to the yeah. gentleness and it was trauma informed and it was really gentle and kind and then I volunteered it was really funny it was one of those where 
uh, the, the, the trainer said, any volunteers? And I was like, let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me, let me see what this is. And holy moly, it was just amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just like 15 or 20 minutes, but I just asked mm -hmm. a question in the conversation. She, she just helped me. I had like a whole plan by the time, you know, the 20 minutes was over. Yes. It, it was it's, amazing. It's, and I have hired a lot of business coaches to help me. Mm -hmm. And I recently hired a health coach, a functional medicine health coach, and it's a whole new world. She actually spent an hour and 15 minutes with me rather than that quick five, 10 minutes, you know, that you get in a doctor's office, right? You know, you try to explain what you've been through in the past year in five, 10 minutes and they go, okay, here, try this. No, that's, that's just, that's a broken healthcare system and health coaching is just the future, I think. And, you know, yes, no, it's not covered by insurance. And again, it's investment, but it's, to me, it's so, so worth it and investing in business coaching and, um, many different aspects. I've got a couple of different business coaches that have different areas of specialization mm -hmm. and they're helping me get to where I am and hopefully further. And I just see the huge value in, in all kinds of coaching. I, I do as well. And it's, I had a guest on once and he had this beautiful analogy where when he was on, it was when the Olympics were happening. And he said, look at all of the people that are in the Olympics and what do they have with them? They have mm -hmm. a coach. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, and he and said, don't we, yeah, exactly. And he said, don't we all deserve the same support? And I was just like, yeah, well, you it. just dropped the mic, sir. So thank you for yeah. coming. <laughs> what else do you say after that? Like, we all right. deserve that support. We all deserve someone to say, you can do this. You can do yeah. this. It's, yeah, it's a, a cheerleader. It's an accountability yeah. person. And yeah, uh, yeah, I need that. I look forward to it. And, and, and you're giving that to other people. You're paying it forward which is yeah. beautiful. So how can people, you know, and I know you, you offer, you know, free courses and newsletters and, and these amazing resources. How can people connect with you if they want to know more and, and just reach out to you? Yes. So lots of different ways. Um, the, the main way is through my website, which is leahpetruchitherapy.com. And I'll, I'll spell that out. It's L-E-A-H-P as in Paul, E-T-R-U-C-C-I. And then the word therapy.com. Um, just a little uh, disclaimer on this one. My website just migrated from one host to another this morning. Yay. So if you happen <laughs> to run into any problems, email me as a backup. And that's another major way. So that's coaching at leahpetrucci.com. And you can also find me on Facebook. Leah, just look up my name, Leah Petrucci, P-E-T-R-U-C-C-I. Um, and find the picture because I think I have like two accounts. There's a personal one and a business one. So find the picture that says telehealth provider across the top of the picture. And there, may, I think there are also some other Leah Petrucci's out there. Um, so just make sure you find the one that says yes. telehealth therapy on the top and send me a, a direct message. And, um, and I also have a YouTube channel and we didn't get to talk about that, but that's still very, you know, up and coming. It's it's there. Mm -hmm. I've filmed a series recently, a couple of weeks ago. I batch produced an entire series about narcissism. Wow. I, yeah. Congratulations. I, I covered, thank you. I covered the 10 
top frequently asked questions that I get about narcissism in 10 separate videos. It'll be about 10 minutes each. They're all, it's on, all on the editing floor. So once those get edited, I will start releasing them, you know, each week. So if people want to access those, go to my channel, which is called Holistic Healing Network and uh, subscribe, you know, hit the notification bell and you'll get notified when those videos come out. And, um, oh yes. And you can also, uh, clients can also sign up for my newsletter and you can do that by um, access, accessing my free content, which mm -hmm. is um, called the Narcissistic and uh, Narcissistic Breakup and Divorce Recovery Checklist. Ooh, uh, I yeah. love checklists. <laughs> yeah, I know they're they're just they're so useful. So it's just a checklist of things that I recommend to to do over time. You know, you're not going to do them all at once, but to do over time to work towards goals to work towards. Um, when you recover from a breakup or divorce from a narcissistic partner. And so people can access that checklist and get on my email list and get my newsletter by going to, I, I shortened the, the con long convoluted link. So make it easier. So it's bit bit dot L Y slash breakup checklist. Awesome. And then there's a similar checklist that I created uh, for migraine prevention okay. support called the migraine prevention checklist. And it's a, a similar link. So bit bit dot L Y backslash migraine checklist. Wonderful thing. And if anyone's listening and you have any issues, just reach out to me as well. And then I can yeah, connect you with you. Leah. So the last question that I always like to ask my guests are, is yeah. if there's one piece of advice that you would leave with the audience tonight, mm. what would that be about everything that we've talked about? Gosh, yes. Um, is to, is to invest in yourself, you know, invest in yourself, invest in your health, invest in your mental health and your spiritual health. And, and I, and when I say invest, I don't necessarily mean just financially, you know, I mean, the time, put the time into it, put the energy into it, you know, say no more to things, you know, to reduce your stress load. You know, we don't need to be go, go, go all the time. That's just, you know, workaholism and putting too many things on our plates. It's just running us down and it's just going to take away from our quality of life in the long run. And so that would, that would be the main piece of advice. I like to try to give all my clients is invest in yourself because oh. you're worth it. And it's such a good feeling to, to know what it's like to love yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's really beautiful. And thank you so much for making time to come and join us on Friday Night Feels. I've loved having you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and I hope so you much. can come back. And there's so much more yes. we can talk about. So get oh, out. Oh, yeah. We'll be oh, there. yeah. I can and talk it, about so many things. Yeah. So and thank you to everyone, too, who watches and who listens. Remember, Friday Night Feels, we're on, uh, you know, my pot. Or, um, excuse me, my YouTube channel as well, but also the podcast of Spotify and Apple. So just find us. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you in two weeks. I hope you all have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next time on Friday Night Feels. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick.